Hey, 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 Brandon Beliso here. You're living your best life. I want to welcome you to a very special replay of Success Never Sleeps. Um, it is a conversation I had with the late, great Jason David Frank. Someone you know him as the Green Ranger, the White Ranger, the Red Ranger, the Black Ranger, um, all of the Power Rangers. I knew him for a very brief moment in time as a kindred spirit of the martial arts with a genuine passion and purpose to do things based upon service with a sense of new thinking. It was almost like this voice that we could only share together at that time. Uh, from watching the replay of the show, it's inspired me with a renewed spirit to go out there and continue this path of service and to promote it and offer it to the martial arts industry. To the friends, the family and fans of JDF, my prayers and condolences. And may you find in this conversation with Jason the inspiration and passion that he held so closely for the martial arts and the values that it genuinely offered him that he shared with millions and millions of people all over the world. To JDF, may you rest in peace. Sorry about that, sir. That's okay. Cool. Hey, so we're at Rising Sun Karate. That's the name of your schools. The big thing that really clicked with uh, Jason and I right away is that we're both big on service. He doesn't do contracts and he doesn't do belt testing fees. Yay. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's so crazy. Okay, it's your platform, sir. Tell us all about it. Well, it's so great to run into you because I feel there's a lot of times at shows, conventions, wherever else you are, they're, you know, they're, they're pushing agreements, they're pushing contracts. So when I met you, it was kind of like one of those things where I said, oh, I don't do uh, contracts either. And then we talked about belt testing fees, and I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Now, I came from a school that charged belt testing fees. Everyone, and I'm saying there's nothing wrong with it, like I tell people. But for me, I don't charge just because it's a good selling point for me. Um, not only that, but I really want to feel like you earn your belt. And there's a lot of people I know at, at uh, Red Dragon, look, it took me six, seven years to reach black belt. We're talking about four ranks. That's it. But there was a time where I was sitting in the car and blue belt test came up and my dad said, oh, his rent must be up. Testing fees are so high. And and even though it wasn't true, but it really hit me at home. And I said, you know, when I when I have a school, I'm never going to second guess. I don't want to have to feel like, you know, um, they bought their belt, but at the same time, my staff is very, we're trained to set them up to succeed, not to fail. There's not been, if we tell you you're testing and we run you through a cycle and you get ready, 99% of the time, you're going to earn your belt. So we don't like to just set you up and say, nope, you failed next time. So we really aim them to, you know, to succeed, not to fail. So when this concept came into it years ago, I mean, years ago, it's funny I ran into you. I don't know how long you've been doing this, but I've been doing this for about 20 years or 25 years. I was secretly, when I go to conventions, I would never tell anyone I don't do agreements or contracts. You know, when I put you in there, it's, you know, at one point we put you in as a 36-month rate guarantee. I don't know California laws, but we couldn't, you know, contract people two, three, you know, three years. I think there's a law in California. I'm not too sure. Yeah, it's, it's 12, 12 months at the most. Right. So if they want out, they can take you to court and you'll end up losing more money or something like that, right? Well, if you don't provide the service, right. or they're unhappy with it, then you can't charge them. Right. And so, you know, so I don't, I don't do the whole, the whole uh, contracts, testing fees, because I feel like that it's, you know, you have to work for your people. You can't just bring them in the door, lock them on a contract and give them crappy service. And that's the reason why I clicked with you. I watched your, your YouTube stuff and I, I, really, I really connect with you because everyone out there, we have passion and then we have a purpose that we need to serve the community. And like you were saying, it's not about money. I believe that it's passion, purpose, passion, get paid. People that want to get paid are, are missing the whole purpose and they're missing the passion of it. And you know, when your mind's on money and you want to open a school and make as much money as you, big shoes to fill. I mean, there's, there's big shoes to fill. When I started my schools years ago, again, I, only did two times a week. Two times a week was enough. I know some people do four, five, six. Maybe that's for leadership. Maybe it's for master's club or whatever. But I start you on two times a week. I do a Monday, Wednesday. Uh, and then I'll do a Tuesday, Thursday. 
So the Monday, Wednesday, the Monday, Wednesday people don't know the Tuesday, Thursday. So I can kind of, I had to figure out how I can build more revenue in one small facility, like a 2000 square foot in California. And when we talked in your numbers, it's like amazing how, you know, we can do that, but I had to kind of separate the schools and give less time. So this again, on tour and out there and speaking, I've, I've spoke, I I'm really hesitant on telling people the truth. And when I told you, I was like, oh, thank God someone understands because you will see people like we talked about cringe and disagree. And it's like going to the gym when you want to lift the weight. Everybody has an idea and tells you differently. Yes, and sir. I yeah, I have to do what works. And to, to, to run into someone like you is a blessing for me because I've never been validated on my system until I met you. And when we shared that, it was amazing. Well, I think the thing that's really powerful about that is it's helping dispel the myth that you either suffer for your art. So if you don't do belt testing fees, you don't do upgrades, you don't do contracts, that you will fail and you can't be profitable. How much did you do? 85K in your yes. Texas school last month? Yes, Texas school last month. Yeah, we, between all the schools, you know, the, the smaller schools, the bigger school, and Sam and everyone runs, we'll do about 85,000. And keep in mind, we don't have a huge staff. So, uh, you know, I wish we did, but we try to wean the people in. I, I, I do get those people who are eager that look at you and want to open a school or work for you. So I give them that, you know, a little freedom on the mat to help me stretch out. And, you know, I'll call them different things. We'll have, to, we'll have trainee black belts. That's, you know, a black belt with the white stripe. And they don't get the privilege of a black belt, but it's called a trainee black belt. And what we do is eliminate all the testings for those guys. It's like the old school days. You get a white belt. And until your belt is dirty, then you deserve a black belt. So it gets away of the trainee. It gets the, the belt testings and tips. It gets all the motivation that we need as a student to go to the next level that we need nowadays. But let's face it, me and you and several other people online, we would get a white belt and we would stay until that belt is dirty, black and bloody. And then we earn the title of a black belt. Most people have to have that today. That, you know, that the goals and the aimings, but me and you are different. We probably didn't, you know, we didn't, we didn't care about that one tip. We wanted to be a black belt. It didn't matter what tip, what belt, what upgrades. We are self-motivating men. Like I'm sure a lot of people are out there as well, but people aren't like that nowadays. There's very limited people like us nowadays. And so, you know, everyone lives by, if I work out, I have to see results in order to keep going. If I work out and I don't see results and I feel good, I'm going to continue working out and push, push, push. But people need results. And that's one thing that can validate with your system is to validate that what I'm doing works. Well, how do we do that with Joe E. Public? I mean, like I got a brown belt in seven. My papa said to me, when you can fight a man and you have the maturity of a man, you can test for black belt. So I didn't test for black belt till I was 17. Yep. So for 10 years, I wore a brow belt, no badges, no stripes, no, yep. no incentives. You just train to train. Yep. I think I agree with you that the majority of our culture wants that instant gratification. They just want that next tip, that next belt without putting minimal effort into it. So how do we bridge that gap and still be profitable? Well, I, I think that number one, it's in the teaching, it's in the passion, just by knowing who you are and watching and watching you know, the YouTube stuff. I, I see a lot of people around in the martial arts community. Number one, I do group intros. I think a lot of instructors are very timid preaching to about 15 to 20 parents at one point. So we do a lot of one-on-ones, but I do group intros. One time at my school, one half hour, second lesson, we sign them up. Um, and, you know, we do have to give people the motivation. Look, employees at my school are based off bumps when they reach a certain tier they all get paid financially a little bit so we're all on the same page we're not sharing the page and then not you know uh having a financial reward even if it's a hundred dollars or a two hundred dollar bump if we reach 50 everybody's going to make it and for us it's different like you look and say well you know a hundred dollars is not going to motivate me to get fifty thousand dollars but in their shoes they're being motivated to do that but also being motivated to be like we are so I don't really sacrifice it. I use every, anything that you could, you could ask me, I will spin into a positive way. You have guys down the road that are teaching six days a week, $70 a month. I have a great spin and a closing on that. Bottom line is you don't want your son there for five, six days a week. They're going to get burnt out here two times a week, two 45-minute classes and two half-hour classes for the little guys can hold retention. So anything, and the biggest thing for me is the testing. That is the biggest closing thing you can have and you don't slam anyone 
you go through their spiel. And at the same time, I say, you know, I mean, you're happy to shop around. One thing you need to look for, number one, is their instructors, their credibility, where they've been, and how they can relate to you. See, we're in Texas, so how can churches and a pastor relate to you? What's the difference between a pastor in a small church and Joel Osteen? Joel Osteen is a motivator. He gets you pumped up. And, uh, you know, so, so the biggest thing is to see if you can relate to the instructor. And another thing you might want to be aware of, testing fees. What does that mean? Well, you got low grade, medium grade, high grade. You know, it's going to get to the point where here you'll earn your test. And it actually costs me money to promote your child. But I'm happy to do that because you will know, your husband will know that you, what you did is you earned that belt. And I will give him a spin on how I felt as a kid when that happened. So I don't want to slam anyone and I never slam any of my competitors, but I truly believe in what we believe in. Not everyone like us. Okay, if everybody was like me and you, we will be flooded on this social media, all having single leadership meetings with millions of leaders and no followers. You know, we all need followers to have a big, to have a successful team. But also with our followers, we do want to engrave the messages. We want them to become leaders, but I want them to be leaders in my schools, in my organizations and share. You know what I mean? And this is what's so great about you is to share. Like we're sharing to people how to be successful even a guy down the road when I was at the Century, he's right down the street from me, and I'm sharing my secrets. That's because we're secure in what we do, we're confident in what we do, and we're not scared because what we do is deliver. Well, I think people live out of fear or they live out of love. And yeah. living from love is much more enjoyable than life than fear. I tell people, your competition's not the guy down the street. It's baseball, soccer, gymnastics. Yeah. Yep. That's what we're working on. You know what I love, and I think you'll agree with me, with the no contracts is that Every time we step on that mat, they could quit. Yep. So you're, like they say with actors, you're only as good as your last movie. That's right. So I tell my team all the day, all the time, we can't have a bad class. So that sense of motivation, I think, is much higher to serve the student at a higher level. You got somebody locked into a two-year contract, at a human level, you're going to get complacent. That contract doesn't say we have to teach at a certain level. It just says you're obligated to pay me for two years. Right. So I agree with you on that. I think a lot of school owners are afraid. So, I mean, what would you tell them? Because a well, lot of them are going to be, well, I don't want to give up contracts because that's security. Man. And I tell them, hey, if, if big countries can get out of treaties, anybody can break your little contract and stop paying you. Totally. And, and as you know, how many times – this is the problem now, and I'll give you a scenario of, of an actor and, and being in Comic-Cons. The problem nowadays that we have is – you're going to spend, there's 86,400 seconds a day, right? So we're spending positive seconds on the phone with you and learning how to do our business. How many seconds are you spending on trying to get this person to pay your cancellation, trying to get your contract? Nowadays, back then, maybe it would have worked, but this social media is too big. This word of mouth is too big. You're going to hammer someone to get out of your contracts. They're going to go tell 10 or 20 people. Next thing you know, it's going to be blasted all so over social media. And I will give you a theory of what I've done in the Comic-Con scene, I've used my martial arts training, branding, to brand a whole different market, but still keep the same uh, you know, aspects as we use in martial arts. So when I was out there, and, and all of you tuned in, I was you know, Jason Franco, Green Ranger, White Ranger, many other colors, there's Comic-Cons. Comic-Con are big businesses. You have these actors that are doing two, 300,000 a weekend for three days. You know, they're autograph. The, the ink is what is, is anything. You know, like we talk about contracts. You can ink it, you could break it. Everybody, contracts are made to be broken. If you want out of a contract, you're going to get out of a contract. And so it's the value that builds in my business as an actor. It's like Picasso, if he painted a little napkin and gave it to you and charged you 10 or 20,000, you're going to look at him and say, hey, man, that took two minutes to do. But he's going to say, you're looking at it wrong. It's not the two minutes. It's the years and years and years that I've been training that that napkin is going to be worth millions of dollars one day. Right? So... The, the, ink, the ink in an actor is what I have to build the value through a pen. But our martial arts, we build values through the kids. So when the kids can do something positive in your community, they are your value. So when people look at the kids, they are uh, uh, your, your work. That is your Picasso. Those kids are what you're building. Now, in my acting industry, it's just ink. I can't build anything else. I can't build you as a fan values. But what I can do for you as a fan is depositing your emotional bank account. Forget banks, forget money, forget all this stuff. But if I deposit an emotion in your emotional bank account, I now can draw a favor from you, right? Even though I don't want the favor. So on tour, I have actors 
every actor you can think of. In a nutshell, I went to New York Comic Con. I said, hey, I want to sign autographs over there. I was told you, 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 there's 100 people. You don't have no fans. You don't have the fan base. There's no way you, Mr. Ranger, six years ago, can carry against Stallone and everyone else. Said, please, just give me an hour. Pay your own way. I said, that's fine because I believe in myself. And when you invest in yourself, you're, the, you're your biggest fan. You're only worth as much as you say you're worth. These people that are like, I can't do it without contracts. You're right. You can't because you just said you can't. It's the thought process and the thinking that we have to change because your mouth controls your thought process. So on tour, I went out there for one hour, paid my own way, and I walk up to New York and all these actors and you know, tons of people were there. I walked up to my table. It's like walking into your school and you have 100 intros one day and you want to go teach class and you, and you walk and you think there is nobody on class. Yeah. So when I walked, you know, I walked into this thing and I said, oh, there's nobody here to see me. I hung my head down low. I, even though I believed in myself, it was like a knife of an ego knife that just stuck through my heart. And as I looked up, I said, I told my wife, we'll do an hour. That's fine. Smile. You teach class just as good with one person. You teach class the same with a thousand people. Go in. So I went in. I looked to the left and tons, hundreds and hundreds of people were waiting for me, screaming and cheering. Seven hour long line, eight hour long line. And they only gave me one hour. So when they cut the line off, everybody flipped out, was crying. I mean, it couldn't have been – you couldn't pay the people more to say what they say in front of these promoters. So, so, so going back to when I started my Comic-Con career, I had to look at what are all these big actors doing that I can do that, that I'm not getting the people at my table. So what I, what I decided to do was not to get paid from Comic-Cons, okay? And you have to hear me out. These people get paid. They will say, oh, you come to my Comic-Con. We'll pay you 10000 20000 You will sit at the table from 10 to 6, okay? And you will sit at the table for three days. That's why when I go to Comic-Cons, I see actors and I go, oh, my God, how does that guy not have no one in line? I used to love that guy. Well, he's there 10 to 6. So I had to create this, this uh, you know, uh, perception of, like, how can I get the people to see me? How can I be like a Rolex? How can I be exclusive but yet accessible? And so I came up with this thing where I said, don't pay me at all. I don't want to be paid. I will go to my table. Let me call my own shots and I will keep all the money at the table. What I won't do is say, you cannot come and take a picture with me for free. I will allow that. I will allow people taking photos of my line. I will allow all that. I'm going to go against whatever actor said and I'm going to do it. And I did the win-win. You know, my salespeople are trained at the table. If you go past them, great. If you don't, if you come through, I'm going to give you pictures and autographs and you're going to tag my account and you're going to build this big social media thing. Well, just to say, I probably get paid more than they would offer me. I'm a free man. I can do what I want. I schedule from 10, 12 to 3. So people are eager to see me first at 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock. Then Joe Blow sitting at the table from 10 to 6. Right. They're too accessible. You know what I mean? And so I've done this theory where, uh, you know, I don't have signs that say don't take pictures and it's X amount of dollars. There's no prices at all. And I will catch people in the limerence of excitement. You know what I mean? They're, they're, and I'm not going to milk everybody, but the limerence is that dopamine that, that gets you pumped up and you're excited to meet someone. I will catch you there versus putting a price out for everyone to see at your karate school and then coming in and either not holding up the high value of it or I build – I don't know if this happens to you, but I build my value so high. So if I mention a 189 or a 229, they will go, oh, is that a week? And I'll pause and I'll say – that's a month. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. You know, so you build value up and, and you're right. So my point to that, to answer your question is when you don't do an agreement or a contract, you have to get the people and you have to keep the people you see at comic cons. I don't get paid for comic cons, but I will bring more people through social media. I will bring them to me and I will keep them to be repeated customers by knowing number one, ah, this is the attitude of actors. I'm getting paid. There's no one at your table. I don't care. I'm getting 20, 30,000, but there's no one at your table. I don't care, but Hey, I do care. The perception of my table has grown me into this, just this crazy, I, I reach six to seven, to 8 million people a week and it creates that excitement. So your instructors and you, if I feel if people don't want to do contracts, they're afraid of their service. I really do feel that. They're I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, I tell people all the time, if you're not going to do contracts, you have to have great martial arts. See, fortunately for me, I grew up in a martial arts school. We actually lived above it. My dad was my first teacher. I started training in 1967, dude. Yeah, so, that's crazy. Uh, it's like a great restaurant. You can't 
have a great restaurant with that great food. Yeah. And people spend so little time investing in curriculum development, bettering their curriculum mm -hmm. staff training, and the majority of money is spent on marketing. Yep. My biggest takeaway from what you just said is whether there's 100 people in the room or there's one person in the room. Yep. You teach them with the same type of love yep. and mindset. Yep. And that's true. And see, that, that came from being in a room full of celebrities, okay? And we had 10 people doing interviews. I might not know who you are. You show up with an iPhone, the big celebrities, the older people go, well, how do you know this guy's real? I mean, how, Jason, how do you tell the difference between all these interviews? I said, you know, Lou and all my friends, you treat everyone equal. Because that guy with an iPhone, trust me, I've done interviews before, and they turn it to be undercover CNN reporters. So you have to treat every interview equal. This way, this way you're not scared of going, God, I treated that guy so bad with the iPhone, and he's with CNN. You treat them all equal. Now, do we do that in the martial arts? Yes, my guys do. I do. It, and I have a philosophy at the Comic-Cons. I sign thousands of autographs. It's the last fan needs to be treated like the first. And that's yes, my sir. motto. And I, in fact, I treat them a little bit better. I would hate to be number 999 to meet you. And you're so burnt out when they say, what's your favorite question? Uh, what's your favorite color ranger? And you're like, dude, I said that 999 times. Green, that was my favorite ranger. It's going to put it's going to put a bad taste in their mouth. And one thing I was watching you on YouTube that I love that, that I, this is what I try to tell people and, and you understand, I don't even need to tell you is that you're into service. These people, these fans, they are my clients. They are my customers and I'm delivering 100%, 110% customer care and customer service. You know what I mean? And that's what I, I do at the schools. And I tell my, my instructors, Hey, we're not karate teachers, we're personal development specialists. We are developing your children to become better, stronger people. The, the industry has suffered us because everyone's underbidding us. Everybody wants to go out and do a $60 and an $80 and, hey, come here and train, you know, a uh, certain amount of times. And, and this is a sale and this is, listen, you can't get a Rolex on sale. Rolexes don't go for sale. And that's what I do at Comic-Cons. Either you get paid top dollar or it's a free contest, not in between of like, you know, a half off. You can work with people and around their budgets because you're the nice guy, not because you're trying to close the deal. And ultimately, I would be so excited to come to your school because I know the value of you. I Hey, mister, I don't have a contract. Entertain me. Teach me some good stuff. And it will make you teach harder and hold, and hold the value. But you, you're so strong in your program and so am I. I'm not afraid of losing people. My energy needs to be with people that want to be there, not chase the 20% of the people that are there. Imagine if a student was stuck 12 months. Not only, not only are they stuck with you, you're stuck with the bad seed. They don't want to quit, but they come in and they bitch and complain about your class to everybody. It's Joey's mom again, blah, 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 blah. And she feels you can't do nothing about it. I'm here for 12 months. And, you're and not to mention – what happens at the bus stop when she's picking up the kids from school? Exactly right. Exactly right. So as you know, it, back in, you know, I started, I started before, I'm be 45. I started training at 44 at my Red Dragon Karate School. The school I started at is the school I owned just under the age of 18, just about to turn 18. I own that school. And like I was saying, the people like us understand there are people like us out there. They are diamonds in the roughs, that, but they need guidance. They need pressure. Because pressure creates diamonds and we need to be dusted. We need to be dusted off and polished a bit. And this is what I like about you in sharing this is because you will remind me, hey, Jason, I know your school's only meant X amount of dollars. You are a diamond in a rough. You have to listen to me. I'm going to cause so much pressure that you're going to be like, oh, I can't. Uh, and then you're not going to break. You're going to become a diamond. And then you will have a success story. And then you'll come here and share things and say, you know what? I was scared to do that. Guys, I was scared to go on tour because everyone told me Power Rangers wasn't that. Now I'm on the top of the game and I outsell every single actor out there. I, out, I outshine even the top actors that go. Um, there are some actors that will kill me, but I hold my own. It's like going into a, a, a Comic-Con with 10 top actors. It's not, Comic-Cons aren't what we think. Washed up actors. We're talking people from the Avengers to you know all new movies. They go out there. This is a marketing thing that they use now. And I hold my own. And to go out there and feel that, that's what you need to feel as a school owner. And, you know, my wife and my staff, we know that people can quit anytime they want. So we have to deliver what we promised and over-deliver. Because if you over-deliver and you're not in a good mood to deliver, you will deliver what they've expected. Like yeah, that. that lame saying, under-promise, under over-deliver, 
Yeah. I always thought that was lame. I, I always tell my team, let's overpromise, let's overdeliver. Yep. It's I feel true. that. And, and we don't freak out. We don't, we're not afraid that anytime somebody walks through the door, they can quit. We love it. We love yeah. stepping onto that mat and, and performing at such a high level. Because mm-hmm. on a human level, we agree that complacency that, that comes with that. So I want to go back two steps. You know, we talk about serving people. I think it's truly about being in the moment, whether it's that first one in line at Comic-Con or number 3,000. The reason number 3,000 is so important because if we learn to be in the present moment, mm-hmm. it's not number 3,000. Yep. It's number one. It's the first one, the only one, the last one. As I say this to people all the time. How many times have you kissed your wife, sir? Me? Yes. Oh, my wife's in the other room. A lot. <laughs> nope. Try it again. How many times have you kissed your wife, sir? Probably not today. Oh, then you better go kiss her, sir. <laughs> once. Only once, because all we have is today, right? You can't touch the 45 years you've lived. You can't touch the next 45. All we can do is be right here, right now, together, in this moment. And once we get off, it's a memory. It's in the past. So I do, I swear, every time I kiss my wife, it's never a peck and I'm out the door. I stop, I breathe in, I'm fully present with that woman, and it's the first kiss I'm going to give her. It's the last kiss I'm going to give her. It's the only kiss I'm going to give her. And to say, well, what does that got to do with martial arts? Everything. When we step on the mat, it's not class number 50,000 in our career. It's the first class, the last class, and the only class. Right. It's great. I, I, I agree with you. And there's, a, there's for me, it's a psychological thing. I never want to quit and I never want to fail. And when I do my, my uh, you know, new, you know, when the new year hits, I, I do all these resolutions. I, I try to figure it out, but I will hold myself accountable in the end of the year. And I will say the words that I don't want to hear. I failed that. And it hits me so inside that I just get like, oh, I never want to say that. And it's a challenge. How good do your instructors feel when those students walk out the door? How much better do you feel when you see the next day and you're like, hi, Joey, you know that Joey's there for you. And you know that you won every single day versus being locked into an agreement. So for me, I, I do hold myself in a high standard. I'm my own boss on Comic-Cons. You're your own boss. You could say right now, I don't want to do this. I, you know, I got better things to do. Being your own boss is hard, but we all have the discipline. Every martial arts master, student, school owner here, we train discipline. So that's where it needs to start. You make your mind up, you're disciplined, and you believe in it. There is a mental block. It really is a mental block for some people. When you can think outside the box and grow even bigger, I think you will succeed. In acting, they say to overtrain. I don't have two arms to show you, but, you know, in acting, we exaggerate, you know, like in anything else, katas or anything we do to exaggerate really big moves. So when we perform, we give this much. That's right. But if you train this much and perform, you have nothing. So you have to over-exaggerate, Right. And uh, that's what I think the, the whole idea is. But you have, to, you have to care. You have to care. If you know that student walked out and you know it wasn't the best class, you have to care. Don't look at your instructor and wait for him to jump you. That doesn't work in the industry. You have to care. And so the minute you care is the minute your numbers go up, is the minute you, your, your philosophy changes. And look, when it comes to number 999, uh, you know, customer that comes to my table and gets an autograph, I can look around and I can look and say, I'm the boss and I could sign and that's it. But I know he wasn't treated the way I would want to be treated, you know, and that's the biggest, I'm really big into customer service. When I go to a restaurant and there's like a hair on my food, the way they handle it, it needs to be handled the way I would handle it, you know, and uh, not that I'm looking for anything free. I just look at what kind of, the way I would handle it is quickly take it, replace it. Sorry, sir. Let me give you a, a gift card for next time. But when I run into someone that says, well, I'll give you 10% off, like the last sushi place, 10% off for a hair mm-hmm. on my food. Do you think I really want the 10% off? I want reassurance. I want reassurance is never going to happen again. And I don't want to argue about is it a hair or is it something else? I have no time to argue. You know, and uh, so I'm really strict on business. And that's why I really, I, when I saw you, I, I started, you know, researching because that's a good thing about Google. And I really love your philosophies. And that's why. I think, honestly, you're like the only one in the industry that I've ever said, and you've took it, you've took a stand, which I admire you. Me, I'm kind of quiet about it. Like, I listen, okay, contracts, belt testing fees. God forbid they ask me anything because then I'll have to just come out clean, come out of the martial arts closet because I I don't know what else to do. I've always been hiding that fact. And so when I saw you, when you said it, I was like, yeah, this is great. 
very rare do I run into people. Yeah, like it was kind of like the floodgates opened the minute I said that. You were just like, yes, it was. It was a relief. You know what I think we need? I think we need to come up with a rainbow ranger. A rainbow ranger. A rainbow ranger. Yep, that'd be good. Possible? Very possible. I don't know. That just popped in my head. Just, just to. Just to break the absolute. See, the big thing I want to share with everybody out there, you see how we're not talking about money? We're mm. talking about purpose. We're talking about passion. We're talking about doing the right thing. We're talking about the value of being a human and amplifying that better than any anybody possibly could. But what is the byproduct? Don't get either of us wrong. I think we're both smart businessmen. We're both profitable businessmen. And that's what people think. I'm some California tree-hugging kumbaya guy, and we don't make any money. I mean, we shared numbers. We did over $2 million in two small schools last year. And so people really mistake in that. Now, if you're a big school with 20, 30 locations, and you do contracts, and you get a bad hit at Yelp or Google reviews, you can weather that. You're a small school owner with 100, 150 students. You get a bad review like that. I agree with you, sir. It can, you could tank your business. Mm-hmm. So yep. that's such a misconception when these big school owners, these multiple you know, chain school owners going, contracts, contracts, because you read their reviews, go look at their reviews. They got mm-hmm. so many, they're about nickel and diming you. Don't go with them, blah, blah, blah. And you see those reviews all the time. A small school cannot weather that storm. Yep. That's true. And now with the social media nowadays, and you know, a lot of people, let's add content to our, you know, I agree, add content to Instagram. If you're not on Instagram, I highly recommend that you do get on Instagram. I've been ahead of the market on social media for a long time, but the content that I love to see is not just, you know, I mean, you have to kind of experiment with the content. People love martial arts, mainstream. I could post uh, martial arts. They love it. I'm Comic-Con, so I grab a saber and do a bokata. They love it. But the content, I think, for me, is the content of stories of changing things. You know what I mean? Like parent, not just testimonies, but, you know, it, just good things that can move you. There's only so much we can see a punch, kick, and block. But what goes beyond the punch, kick, and block for content is the story behind little Joey that, you know, couldn't walk. And now he can walk. And, you know, everybody have these stories in their schools. They have success stories. And sometimes we need to look for them and kind of hone in a little bit and build some good content. You know, there's only, I mean, if we're, if we're doing punch kicks and blocks all day long, it's great, but people get bored with the content. So they have to, you have to feel some of the stuff. So if it's one of your instructors or uh, if it's a cool story about a parent that, that, you know, loved your school and for what the reason, and that's the reason why I say that on your, uh, on your YouTube channel or YouTube page, I saw, I think I saw a parent that sounded like he was from the UK, I think, that said that he loved your school or oh, something right. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, for me, just as a, a content, I was thinking, man, was this guy like it just that that was interesting to hear someone with an accent. Those little things, even though it sounds really stupid, I've seen millions of things. And I was like, oh, it sounds like in the UK, you get all these things in your head. Maybe my mind's a little different, but running different things on your content page, people run out of stuff. They don't know what to do on content. Find your find your followers. Mine's Comic-Cons and Karate. So you'll see a lot of my Comic-Cons comic pose, superhero pose, things like that. But find your audience. Uh, I wrote a a plan I'll pass you for social media. But, you know, find your audience. And it really is something that you have to freeze frame, crop in, crop out, figure out what your audience likes and build content to it. It doesn't all have to be, you know, uh, parent, hey, how great you are, because no one wants to hear that all the time. But there are students in your school that want to become instructors. Uh, You know, the, the closest sometimes... We look so beyond outside and we're not looking into our closest circle of like, hey, I can't believe this person was right here under my nose the whole entire time. And I think we don't look close enough to our little hidden gems that we have outside of the fact. And I tell my staff that all the time. When I'm looking for a story, look closer. You're going to see a story so close that you have no idea that you've seen that. Uh, And so sometimes we have to look close and pay attention to what we do or those instructors that are struggling like, man, I... I wish I had an instructor. Ah, man, I wish I had an instructor. You see, I discovered the little gems. Roland Osborne was a student of mine, and he would tell you he was a gem. I didn't never promoted him to black belt. I trained him so hard. I put the pressure on him. He wanted to quit. I took the time to go to that dad's house, knock on Roland's door, and tell his dad, you're not quitting. Dude, you're too talented. You're not quitting. I'm starting my own organization. 
you stay here with the company because I don't want nothing to happen to you. And I left and then he got promoted. And now Roland is that, that one gym that I knew, I knew that he had talent. You know what I mean? And, and this is, and I've, I've a lot of stories like that. My partners that run my California school, he was the same way. I mean, I just found all these hidden little gyms that are so close that we don't, we just don't see. So I hear a lot of instructors struggle for staff or I wish I had people look around look around and start asking and start doing the pogo, the personal organization, the goals, obstacles, start trying to figure it out. And I, that's helped me in life to look closer to the details in life. Well, I think also with contemporary leadership that lead by example is, yeah. is and do, you know, like minds resonate with each other. Roland and I are really good friends. Yeah. So I don't think it's by coincidence that you and I are sitting here having this conversation now. Yep. Yeah. And I, mean, I step on the freaking, I step on his fold out bed in his house. Yeah. He slept yeah. on an air mattress in my house one time, yeah. you know, yeah. when he was building hyper. So I get that. And I think more and more of us need to stop stepping up to the plate, start swinging the bat. Because yeah. if what is being offered to us information wise from the top consultants is right, why is it that 75% of the industry has less than 100 students? Yeah. Yep. Because everything's marketing, marketing, marketing. Nobody spends that time having these kind of conversations, yep. reigniting that fire, instilling that passion, you know, telling people that I'm not the master and you're the lowly student. It's right. the other way around. We're here to serve people. Yep. That's and right. Guys, and that yep. image is vivid. I see you sitting yep. there at the end of a long day, you know, 999 coming through that door, wanting that autograph. He's been waiting all day long in that line just to see you. And, you know, he gets up there and then you don't deliver. I mean, yeah. that's discipline, yeah. sir. That's yeah. discipline on your part. Thank you. Thank you. And, and when you don't deliver, those people – you see, people in life don't take their time out to say, can I speak to that manager, please? Oh, what do you mean I need to speak to your manager? Well, everything okay? Can I speak to your manager? I just want to let you know this waiter did an awesome job. He was on top of his stuff. People don't take the time. So when they ask for a manager, it's instantly, what's wrong? What did I do? I can go to my school now and, and – and, Ask, well, Kiyoshi wants to talk to you. What, Hanchi, I got a new title. Everything okay? What's going on? You know, it's one of those things where people don't take the time. So meaning people in life won't take the time to tell 10 people how exciting your school is. But that one negative person will tell 10 or 20 how bad your school is. And then that will outweigh your social media. You know, you have, I've served a thousand people in uh, Guatemala, over a thousand people. The promoter, I told the promoter it's free. Do not charge at all. Do not charge. Yes, yes. Put the line. People were coming in. One guy came up and said, well, uh, I need to get this and I need to get that. And I paid for what? And I said, you did what? Did you pay? Yeah, I paid. I said, you paid? So I got the promoter, took him in the back room and said, you're paying everyone back. Every single person you're paying back until I watched. So he paid over 200 people back. But my point was that is I waived all the fees. I probably went through 994 people. Okay, and six of those people, meaning a hundred, six of those people went through and got charged, and I didn't know. They're the ones that gave me social media. So now you look at this overall pitch, picture in Guatemala. You hear all I can't believe the promoter charged Jason this and that. Guys, attention to nine hundred and ninety-four people that got waived fees that start speaking up. They don't speak up because people don't take the time to say something good. They'll only take the time to say something negative. So I do encourage the people at Comic-Cons, my fans, this. Go on the page. Share your thoughts. Share your overall experience. That's what I have to do at Comic-Cons. I can't say go to the page and say how awesome, awesome I am. I say go to the page and share your thoughts with Comic-Con. And then they will go there and say, Jason, you made my day. You did more than any other actor would. You took free pictures. You let me have videos. You And here come the comments. So you have to encourage people to start – you know, saying something good. So yeah, you're right. Those, the, the, the people that, that one that won't get served is the one that's going to do bad. And if you look at the overall and people are sitting there and maybe you're skeptical or whatever, look at McDonald's McDonald's. Someone made up a rumor about hamburger, uh, American, American meat or whatever, a human meat in the hamburgers. McDonald's suffers so much from that because they didn't control their social media. They didn't pull down the post. So actually people started thinking, was that really a human meat in the hamburgers? It was a million, million dollar, huge loss on their part by not cleaning up the social media, not blocking, not cleaning it up. They left it out there too long. So when you leave things out there, look, you can go to my page right now and call me a jerk. You better believe probably two minutes you're going to be blocked 
and uh, not even access to my page again. Because, and like you were saying, Better Business Bureau, all this, not as easy to take off. It's not that easy. You have to go and you have to protest and take this post off. And we all have haters. You know, we'll have the haters out there say something really bad about us, but it's life. 25% of the people in life, no matter who you are watching this right now, they will never like you no matter what you do. 25%, that's the statistics. 25% won't. 25% of the people will always have your back. That leaves you 50% of the people that you can, you know, you can talk about liking you or not. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a, it's just life. That's the way life is. But we don't want the 25 people that don't like us contracted in our school. That's the difference. We don't want that statistics in our school. I agree because, you know, uh, disgruntled parents like poison in the waiting area and with all humility, we've learned to understand we can't serve everybody. Yep. But with that right. said, we still try. And, and I have a saying, service is the new profit. Mm. And once people embrace that, companies like Zappos, if you ever read his book, Delivering Happiness, he says, I'm not in the shoe business. I'm in the service business. Yeah. Right. I'm in the service business. And once we can really embrace that, but when we hear the word humility, I think in a Western culture, people think I'm being humiliated. I mean, a humble person, and that's what I really dug about you. We just started talking, and you know, all of a sudden, we're vibing, and there was no none of that. And I think yeah. that's powerful. It is, definitely. And the, the funny thing is you say that about people that you know are selling shoes and people that are selling software and people that are selling Starbucks when you know the CEO stepped off Starbucks and he started sacrificing all the schools. You know, thousand Starbucks were closing, and the secret was he stepped back in, but they lost the touch of, of making it feel like a – you know, a, a coffee shop with an espresso and given that vibe. And sometimes that's, that's what we need to do to our company. But the, the funny thing is about us, we are service people. We're not selling nothing. We are service. So therefore we do have to have customer service and customer care because we're not selling a shoe. We're not selling coffee. Yes. We have pro shop sales. We are selling us in our philosophy, in our experiences and things that we, and I, I, I'll speak for every instructor, we all have drama in our life. I don't care who you are, what instructor, we've chose this profession, right? We chose this profession to get away from that, to, to be someone better on the mat. And you could do one or two things. You can continue going down the road of destruction and have people say, or you can take the higher road and teach people what not to do. You don't have to say, I did this as a kid, but teach people what not to do. And life is like a GPS or a Siri. It's up to you. And like kids, I tell them, it's up to you if you're going to take that detour and you'll circle back around. What I'm saying this about instructors is that we all have issues and we all have problems. But the great thing is we can help people by our education, our experiences in life. And we can't tell students how many times I got in street fights. I'm not going to sit there and tell you. But, you know, if I got in a street fight, hey, look, that was back in the days. But I'm not going to tell a student. But what I will tell you is if – someone pulled out a gun. If someone had your, a knife to your back and you would feel like, ah, I can experience without saying things that I've experienced it, but we are into service. And that's the thing that we have to do. And it's, it's the, it's the, you know, at my school, how can I say it? It's so less pressure selling it, man. It's so less pressure than trying to sit there and sell a con. Now, if you think that you're selling a 12 month contract, let's be realistic. you got Joey coming in, just say you're not doing contracts. You got Joey coming in. Joey's stoked. He's excited. He's there six months. Maybe he's there seven months. You know, our, our calls don't get him motivated. Nine months, 10 months, the mom says, well, you know, I, I think we're going to quit. We try to do everything they can. We put in the 30-day notice or the 60 or the 90, whatever you have. You already got a year. You already got a year. If I had a 30-day, if I had a 90-day written notice, and, and I do, I know you got 30 other people, do the math. Limerence will last anywhere from six to 18 months. Limerence and karate will last six to 18 months if a student's not going to train. Well, we do what we can. We try to get them in there. And ultimately, you, if you feel like you have to get a 12-month agreement, that's fine. But if you have someone like we have, God, man, less stress, better sale. I can close sales all day long by telling you no contract, no yeah. testing fees. Well, I mean, just think of the average mom. And that's who my marketers are. I asked, I pulled tons of moms. Would you rather have a contract or month to month? Every mom is going to tell you month to month. I think part of what we do is remove obstacles. Yep. And I think that's what's great. You know what you love? We don't even have a 30 day cancel, sir. We yeah. don't even have that. That's great. Because that's I, great. I dig the vibe. People walk in and there is no pressure. 
Yep. And I imported a guy that used to work for a franchise and he trips out. People walk up to the front desk. Oh, my trial's over. Where do I sign up? You know, and my guys don't have VIP quotas. They don't have to get 20 leads. They yeah. don't have to do any of that. Right. But what they are, I mean, our brand absolute is they always teach better. They communicate better. They serve better and they care more. That's mandatory, but they don't have a quota on their head each and every month. And that makes me want to sign up. I'm just looking at you and looking as a student and thinking, man, it's everything you just told me now, regardless of what I know and who I am, I'm ready to sign up because I believe you. I would look around at your success of your schools. I looked at pictures at your schools. I looked at videos. I look at you teaching little kids. I, I'm really big on I'm really big on this. If you could teach a three or four year old, then you could teach everyone. Not a lot of people want to teach with kids. You want to be my instructor, you're going to run a class of 10, three, and four-year-olds. If you can get them organized without losing your cool and teach them good stuff, then you're ready to go. That's why with Melody, I met her, good kid instructor, um, a lot of drills, you know, a lot of drills that she does that I was really uncomfortable with in the beginning, like, hey, I don't do dodgeball and I don't play this and my kids don't laugh and I still had a good, strong school. So it doesn't matter what you're teaching, but what, what matters is how you – like you, your, your passion for it. And you're right. This whole thing has been about passion. And that's not lie. People do like to have money, but you have to have passion, purpose, passion paid because if you don't, then you get the other, then you get the other P what's the point. What's There's the no point? point to it. If you don't have it, you got all the P's you've covered everything with that, you know? And, um, I think that's what people have to know. So, so for me, you're right. I don't have to think about the, the, the contracts. I don't have to think about the testings. I don't have to feel bad and feel humiliated when someone pays 50 bucks for a testing and I have to bite my tongue and go, uh, okay, you're at to the next belt, you know? And it's just, it relieves the pressure off parents and everyone. And, um, I've been doing this. I've been doing this for over 23 years. Your, your curriculum and your philosophy. I just not have not told nobody. I've been through the EFCs. I've been through everybody biting my tongue, looking around and thinking, Everyone said it wasn't going to work. Everyone said that I'm paying, charging too much for two times a week. Everyone said the group intros aren't going to work. Everyone said contracts aren't going to work. Well, I have a track record over 23 years of doing exactly what you said. And this is the first time that I'm actually sharing it because people just don't understand it unless you have a proven track record like yourself and myself. Well, we will be quiet no more. Hey, I'm going to send you a disruptor t-shirt, sir. I'm Please, gonna send you I love it. Give me your wife size. Give me your size. Cause it is. And that's really where the whole disruptor thing came. Some instructor hit me up and said, you're a disruptor. I said, what? I'm a five-year-old kid disrupting the class. He says, no, look it up. And it's somebody that comes into an industry and changes things through innovation and yeah. services as old as the day is long. Yep. But I think now that you're, you're out of the martial arts closet, yeah. you know, and I've got some company to hang out with and promote this. Yeah. It, it shouldn't stop here. This should be the beginning. Right. And hopefully people that are listening and watching can see that. You guys, if we teach great martial arts and we're humble and treat our students well and serve them better, it will equal profit. Passion equals profit. Yep. I mean, we're both living proof of that. Yep. And there's a, tons of other schools I can begin to pull numbers that are doing a million dollars a year in one location yep. and have no contracts. Yep. So it's time to wake up. I think hey, so, so We've only got an hour, man. I could do this with you all day. I know, me I could too. Do I'm so excited, day, man. man. So, um, I'm about it. I definitely hit you up, and we're going to do more of this. You know, okay. I, I don't schedule guests. It was very spontaneous because I believe if you're supposed to be here, yeah. you're here, you're and here. he's here, and it's worked that way. So, I have yes, other stuff going on business. I got your call, and I was so excited because it was such a relief to go to a martial arts thing. It was such a relief to meet someone like you. So everything just else went on hold. I was just like, you know, I'm at training. I had another business thing about a, a Comic-Con and I was just like, man, this is something that I love to do. As you can tell, um, it's never been about being paid or, or, or profit in the beginning, as long as you have passion and I could do this all day long. And I think that you're really taking a step to help people. And, um, you know, and, and I, like I said, meeting you and meeting your energy and the people that you know and your success, I hope people do listen and understand because this is something that is not, hey, come to my thing and let me get you paid and, and say these lines. That's why I tell people refuse to buy a shout out at Comic Cons. Do not pay for a shout out. How come? It doesn't matter. You pay someone to say, hey, Jason, uh, you're my best friend. I love you so much. This is uh, Bruce Campbell sending you love. It's, it's nothing, it's emptiness. Unless you do a shout out from the heart to say, hey, I love what you're doing. I really believe in it. And I'm not getting paid to say that. That's the difference, you, you know, and that's why Thank I love, I love that. 
you know. That's very kind. Yeah. Yeah, and, and this was very spontaneous. And and I was telling my wife and I was laughing. I was saying, I got a new BFF. She goes, what are you talking about? You're 56 years old. What the hell are you talking about? I said, dude, the kinship of martial arts and growing up in the arts. And, and guess what? He doesn't do contracts either. Yeah. And I'm hearing Michael Jackson, you are not alone. Right? That's right. That's right. We're not alone. So I'm very grateful, sir. I'm very Thank grateful. You, sir. Thank you so I'm much. I'm very humble. And I'll reach out again. So everybody okay. say, you know, share this broadcast because it's a new day. It's a new way. And, and we're going to keep preaching this message and we're going to refine this message. And when I have you back next time, I want to talk about all the different specials and stuff that you're doing. Oh, God. Cool. I got a lot. I think I know you do, sir. Fortunately, the show is only an hour long and already <laughs> over. I can do it all the time. You let me know and I'll be there. And the cool thing about this, I could be anywhere around the world. I'm going to take the time to, uh, to talk about it because just talking about it motivates me. That's yes, the thing sir. with martial arts. You teach a martial arts class, you're struggling, you're crying, you're whatever else has happened on. You got deaths in your family. You teach that class of brotherhood, dedication, respect, cooperation, and you install it into yourself. And it's a reminder. That's what's good about this. When people have an issue or an addiction or wherever else, they go to group therapy. This is group therapy for the martial arts people that want it to is. be passionate and grow their schools. This is what group therapy is all about. It is. You know, everybody said I should do a reality show like The Prophet where we go from school to school. Yeah. Maybe that's something you and I ought to do. I think it'd be great, man. Go save these schools. Awesome. We'll go out there and be the, the, the saviors of the industry and go save I think them. it'd be good. It would look be great, fun. man. <laughs> all righty. Thank you so okay, much. Okay, sir. Thank um, you so it was much. a real gift, and, and I'll find you soon. All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching, too. Wow, you guys. Wow. Wow. You know, that was totally spontaneous, impromptu. Um, I didn't know what he was going to say, but I'm very humbled. Very humbled. I think what I realized is that with social media, he went out there and checked out who I was. Right? I can have this conversation with him in a hotel lobby. Uh, and we already vibed. There was, with or without the martial arts, we connected in such a unique way. And we haven't really talked since then. It was like two texts since then. And the ability to learn, grow is powerful. It just, we have to be receptive to that, you know? We have to open our hearts. We have to open our minds to that. And to sit there with, with Jason and just have this, this rap session about the art and the state of it, um, is something tremendous.